Hey, what's up, guys? It's Will with the Art of the Interview. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, and today on the episode, we are going to talk about how to remain impartial when you're not. So it's been an interesting last couple days in the world. Um, I'm recording this at about 9.30 a.m., on January 8th, 2021. And the current circumstances in the United States are um, that we have just transitioned out of 2020 to 2021. Um, and 2020 was a somewhat, um, uh, let's just call it controversial year <laughs> for people. Um, we're in a lot of seemingly worse than normal things happened. We had the coronavirus pandemic um, early in the year. We had the shooting of George Floyd. Um, and a lot of things just made a lot of people very, um, you know, rightly so, made people very emotional. And I think a lot of people were sort of excited for the idea and the symbolism of transitioning out of 2020 and into 2021. However, what ended up happening was we, in the moment we transitioned out of 2020 into 2021, um, we had yet another sort of national global scale incident um, wherein the U.S. Capitol was taken over by a group of, you know, depending on how you view it, um, rioters, protesters, terrorists, you know, traitors to the United States, just, you know, however you view whatever happened there. Um, and people were, um, yet again, <laughs> emotionally aroused, um, in one direction or another. And it kind of, you know, as I've been kind of watching the news online over the last couple days, um, I have been sort of remarking on how impartial the many of the news reporters have been. And I'm not saying that necessarily in a bad way. I'm just saying that that has been sort of a style. I've seen multiple instances of sort of the um, reporters taking a stance on one side of President Trump or the riots or, you know, whatever the thing is. And it kind of has raised in my brain the question of impartiality. Because intrinsic to being an interviewer, there's sort of a an impulse towards um, getting the whole story and reporting it in a way that is ethical. And for a long time, and part of that ethicality was the idea of attempted impartiality, right? And that was the idea that as an interviewer, you left your um, opinions at the door. You came in, you gathered facts, and you reported facts. And then you left it up to the audience to interpret those facts as they saw fit. And that was kind of the style of interviewing and reporting for a lot of years um, until I would say probably, I mean, I'm pretty young, so I, I can't really nail it down to a year. But in recent times, um, that's begun to change. And what we're seeing now, for better or for worse, is that different news anchors and different 
uh, news stations and television stations are taking sides. They're instead of claiming impartiality and assuming impartiality and doing their best to sort of take that impartial stance, instead they're starting to take stances on issues and people and all these kinds of things. And it's two very different schools of thought when it comes to reporting and recording and transmitting information, both of which I think have their merits. Because here's the thing. So the old school of reporting was that, like I said, you took an impartial stance. You said, I'm going to leave my opinions at the door. I'm going to report the facts and then I'm going to let the audience decide. But there's some problems with that model philosophically. The first of which being no matter how hard you work, you cannot leave all of your partialities at the door, no matter what. It's psychologically impossible unless you are the most highly trained meditator, you know, whatever sort of psychological gymnast to be able to take all of your self and leave it at the door and come in purely as a um, impartial being. I mean, it's impossible and somewhat debilitating. I mean, if you, the sheer fact that you're coming in, in with particular questions, particular ways of phrasing those questions, all of those are created by your partial self. And there's really no way of doing otherwise, unless you just had somebody else write the questions, and then you're just pushing that partiality back to the person who's doing that. So that's an impartial um, experience. Also, in the process of interviewing, even if you interview the monotone, you talk like this, you say things like this, all of your questions that you ask, the way that you ask them, these are all informed by a partial self. So no matter how hard you, no matter how hard you try, no matter how good your intentions are, you're bringing partiality to the interview and also to the reporting. Because here's the thing. Facts are impartial, but which facts are reported is not. When you are reporting something, you are intrinsically making a decision what to report and what not to report. And you make that decision based on partiality. No one goes out, at least no one in news, goes out, records an interview, and then broadcasts the entire thing. We make decisions on what to show and what not to show based on what we think is relevant to our audience, what we think is important, and what things that we think are unique and interesting and relevant to the story. And all of those are partial. They are biased. They are informed by a person who is making a decision, which intrinsically takes you one step back from impartiality. So I think what happened was that while this sort of impartial school was you know, laudable for its attempt, we have since started to realize some of the holes in that model and sort of some of the uh, impossibilities. And so what's happened is, as we've continued to progress into the modern world, news stations have started to say, actually, instead of being impartial, we're going to be the news station for this type of news. They still kind of maintain the 
aura of, oh, well, we report the facts, real news, you know, but really what they're doing is they're, they're taking, taking sides. And there's some good and there's some bads for this, right? So one, it's more sincere to sort of the ability of human beings to be impartial, right? We, we are partial creatures. We have uh, thoughts and opinions. And those come through in, our, in the way and the means that we report our news, just how it is. Also, you kind of know what you're getting, right? When I go watch Fox News, I'm not kidding myself. I realize that I'm going to be getting a far-right slanted version of the news. Not necessarily in the opinions, but in what's reported and the way it's reported, right? And what facts are reported, what stories are highlighted, you know, what uh, subjects are important enough to make it onto their five-minute news briefing, right? I used to listen to the NPR and the Fox News short uh, news briefings. What was very remarkable to me was that many of the, you know, the same sort of it wasn't like they were overtly putting their opinions in there, but what was remarkable was that there was a whole section dedicated to economics and the stock market and the five-minute news brief on Fox News, right? And then, you know, you would go over to the NPR and there would be nothing like that. It would be purely social news, right? Another difference was, you know, you would go to the Fox News one and you would hear, oh, hey, we're going to, you know hear a lot of different news stories from around the world. We heard things from the UK, we heard things from Germany, right? And then you flip over to NPR and 90% of the podcast is about coronavirus and that's all United States and all United States, right? So again, it's not that these people are making are are, are overtly being, you know, I'm going to get on this platform and tell all of those flaming, you know, liberals, flaming Republicans what I think. It's that they're making decisions about which stories to highlight and how to highlight them that are coming from a partial self. So that's the new school. The new school is that we we just kind of accept partiality. We, you know, some stations, I think, still try to remain impartial for the, you know, for the better, in a lot of times, but we, we, we know what we're getting more, right? I know that when I go to NPR, I'm going to be getting a very left slanted sort of um, uh, source, even though they do, I think, try to really do a pretty good job of reporting things from a place of attempted partiality, right? So each interviewer, and, and this goes to interviewing too, right? There's not one school of how to address the question of partiality in interviews, right? Because there are some interviewers who really try to hold to sort of that older style of interviewing, right? They go in, they look for the facts, they try to do their best to leave themselves at the door, and they just report what they find, right? And that's great. You know, that's awesome. I mean, I think that's a really valuable interviewing type um, style. Um, and, you know, I think as long as they're not claiming total 100% objectivity, it works great, you know, because it makes, it, it informs how you report things. And some people really enjoy that style. And it works really well for some subjects like science or, um, you know, some of the some of the sciences that people report it's a great way of doing that especially if the person can admit their partiality and use that partiality to inform how they deliver that information to their audience right 
On the other hand, there are interviewers who are just totally, completely open about their partialities and their thoughts and their opinions. And, and, and one of the people who I really enjoy as an interviewer who you know, is like this is Tim Ferriss, right? He, when he goes into his interview, I don't think he really, I mean, he may make some attempts to try and be impartial, but he comes in as a person with thoughts and with opinions and he puts them forward in the interview. And it works really well, especially with the style of interviewing that he does, which is very personal, very conversational, um, because it really disarms the person who he's interviewing and they're more genuine, um, and open and sincere because he's like that, right? And that's the that's the great thing about that style of interviewing is it really sort of accepts humanity as it is, right? We're partial creatures. We connect on partial levels, and that's okay. That's okay. It's good, right? And Tim Ferriss's you know interview podcast is it's it's not about being objective. It's about um, connecting with the people and transmitting information that's really useful and valuable to his audience. And one of the ways he does that is by taking sort of a friendly, partial stance as an interviewer towards who he's interviewing. So that said, you know, you're going to have to sort of figure out your style when it comes to this question of partiality. How do you deal with the questions of um, or the realities of human partiality and how it fits in the interview. Do you try your best and find techniques to leave it at the door and then come in sort of as an objective like person who just asks questions and gets the answers um, and then just reports those? Um, and if so, you know, how do you deal with the fact that you can't at all get to the point of complete objectivity? How does that inform what you report from the interview, right? But on the other hand, if you decide to take a more um, partial stance as an interviewer, someone who is brings their thoughts, brings their opinions openly um, to the interview um, and the reporting uh, of that interview, how do you deal with the fact that your partiality will ostracize many people of different groups, right? You'll quickly find yourself going into niche interviewing, right? There will be one niche which your interviewing style and your preferences and your thoughts and your opinions will lead you, and so you'll very quickly find yourself niched, right? Um, for better or for worse, right? So these are all questions that each interviewer um, or reporter or whatever has to deal with right? So personally, I'm going to tell you sort of my philosophy of how to sort of get the best, best of both worlds and the, the ideas that I try to go into interviews with um, when I'm going into interviewing and how I kind of answer these questions. So personally, I kind of try to synthesize both schools because I think there's valuable assets of, of both, right? So I think that the first thing that I try to do is I, try, I have to admit um, my impartiality, um, right? I have to hold that and um, I, have to, I, have to, I have to hold my partiality, right? Because as a human, 
I can get closer to being impartial through whatever techniques and methods, right? Reading, meditating, you know, studying a subject or whatever. I can kind of try to do that, but there's always a level to which I will be partial. Um, and there's no way of escaping that. The second thing I have to do is I have to hold the possibility of impartiality, right? I can still say, hey, you know, there there's a degree to which I could be more impartial than I am right now, right? And many of the techniques I talk about really sort of assist in getting to that point of being able to be open to partialities that are outside of my own experience, right? Research, um, holding the space, um, you know, just all these things that kind of expand myself to, oh, okay, I can hold what this person is bringing to me, even though that's not my experience, right? I can hold this person being angry about this subject, even though I'm not angry about this subject, right? Because I'm a partial human and I've had my own experiences that you know make me a certain way, right? So the third thing I do, and this is sort of a technique to do that, is I hold my own fallibility, right? Because be in keeping with being a partial human comes being a fallible human, right? There are opinions, thoughts, ideas, feelings that I have which are not in congruence with sort of the more objective way that things are. And I don't mean like sort of objective and like scientific necessarily. I just mean like objective is in like a broader scope. Right. So like I might feel angry about this subject. Right. And there's value to that because there's legitimacy to my feelings. But I can also hold my own fallibility and the knowledge that not everybody is angry about these subjects in the way that I am. And maybe the the feelings that I'm feeling are not related to the subject, but something ancillary to the subject. Right. So I might be angry at this um, because of something that happened to me, not because of the thing itself. Right. Like I might be angry at when I get pissed off at technology, when my computer isn't working. Right. Um, so often it's not because something the computer's doing it's something that I'm doing that's wrong or that's 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 just inefficient. Um, and so I'm like, OK, I am angry at this computer. There is legitimacy. But the odds are that the thing that I'm angry at is not the computer. It's something it's an operator error. Right. So my anger is being attached to this thing. Right. So I can hold that. Right. And that's OK, because I'm a fallible, partial human. And that's all we all are. So I hold my partiality, I hold the possibility for impartiality, I hold my own fallibility, and the fourth thing I hold is I hold complexity, right? And I think this one's really important. Um, I listened to an interview with uh, Ken Burns, the famous uh, documentarian, and he said that in his office he has a big neon sign um, that says it's complicated, and that's over at his studio, in his office, and he just has this big neon sign that says it's complicated. And it's the best thing that he's ever invested in because whenever they're doing a documentary and they're studying and they're doing research and they're reading scholarly articles and books and all that kind of stuff, they consistently look back to that sign and remind themselves it's complicated. And I think that's something that we as interviewers have to hold because when, when we lose that, we lose curiosity and we lose the ability to hold perspectives and experiences outside of our own, right? And I'll be honest, this sometimes makes me a little bit of an outlier with people who I interact with, right? Because people really like to oh, like to simplify things. Like, well, you know what? It's just this is a 
this is a, a common sense issue. It goes down to good old fashioned morals. You know, it goes down to ethics. You know, it goes down to this. It goes down to that. And all you know, sometimes there's a place for just simplifying things when a decision needs to be made. But in the process of researching and and exploring something, you always always have to hold the idea that it's complicated. There is never a situation that is black and white, straightforward as it seems, right? No matter how straightforward it seems, there's always another level of complexity that you could go to with that to sort of refine your understanding of the situation, right? There comes a point at which you just have to make a decision, you know, how to move forward, how to report the story. But while you're doing it, you have to hold that complexity. And I think doing that brings you to a level of impartiality because you acknowledge, hey, I have a particular way of looking at this and understanding of this, but there is another level of complexity which I haven't understood about this, which I could understand if I was willing to do the legwork and get to that point, right? So I hold my partiality, I hold the possibility for impartiality, I hold my own fallibility, and I hold the complexity of the situation. And all of these things kind of contribute to me being able to be a partial human being, stepping into an interview with someone, stepping into reporting something, but on the same hand, you know, being able to kind of step back and maintain a little bit more of impartiality and objectivity than I would if I was just kind of surrendered myself to the partiality of, uh, you know, doing it as a human being, right? So again, you have to figure out how this kind of plays in, but ask yourself the question, how does impartiality fit in with me, my podcast, my news station, my style, how does it fit in, and how, if I want to, if I even want to, how do I develop techniques to expand my par- you know, partiality into a more impartial, objective stance um, while still acknowledging my own humanity and the, my own um, partiality? So, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode, and we'll see you next time on The Art of the Interview.